Adventure Seekers Welcome, Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. I'm your host, Ran Law. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Ralph Waldo Emerson. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so by following the links provided by anchor.fm. If you want to really go over the top with your support, you can also go to my website and follow the link to Kindle Books on Amazon.com. My email address is rand at rand-lawrence.com. And my webpage is www.rand-lawrence.com. A Haiku by Sensei. Water Park Summer. Surfing down the water slide. Fist first tsunami. Up next is the news. Exploring the wild, the weird, and the wonderful. Three of the first five presidents died on the 4th of July. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams died hours apart from each other, and it was on the 50th anniversary when Adams died. His last words were, Jefferson lives. But that was not true. Robert Todd Lincoln considered himself to be a jinx of sorts, as he was present at not one or two, but three separate presidential assassinations. First being his father, the second being Chester A. Garfield, and the third being William McKinley. I don't know if he was really jinxed or not, but if I was a presidential candidate, I wouldn't be inviting him to any of my campaign speeches. Robert Lincoln also had another connection with the family of the assassin of his own father. Approximately a year earlier than his father's assassination, he was saved from falling onto the railroad track by an actor, an actor by the name of Edwin Booth, the brother of John Wilkes Booth. On a more personal note, my wife and I found when we were first dating that we shared similar scars on the second toe of our left foot, a scar that each of us had received in our youth by dropping pottery on our foot. This by itself may not seem like much, but there was a deeper coincidence in this story. It seems that years later, she, like her sister, her older sister, both got married on the 4th of July. The thing was, they got married in the same year and neither sister knew of the other. Neither the existence of each other or the nuptials at separate locations. Another coincidence was both sisters were marrying martial artists. And the third coincidence, which may not be all that spectacular, their fiancés shared common initials, although rearranged. One was RDL and the other was DRL, both being reverse order of the first and middle names. Last names just had a common last initial. I don't know about you, but it makes me wonder if this truly is a holographic universe and someone's just playing a big video game. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by joining me on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash randlaw with no space between the rand and the law. Up next, ask Sensei. A common question Sensei is asked about is, how do you develop discipline? Sensei's reply was always the same. Just do it anyway. When you don't feel like getting up to train, just do it anyway. And when you don't feel like you're getting any better, just do it anyway. Everything that you do takes participation. 
and without showing up, you never get anywhere. Failing is the secret sauce for developing skill. Mastery is nothing more than failing better. Being self-critical is important, but being willing to fail is just as important. Falling short and then reassessing our shortcomings is part of the failing process, not just the failure itself, but the attempt to improve ourselves afterward. That's why we have to be willing to put out the best we can do and let everyone see our mistakes, our shortcomings. This is what discipline is all about, being able to face ourselves even when we know we might not be satisfied with the outcome. Although discipline in and of itself does not guarantee success, sometimes, despite all your hard work, you will still fail. Discipline is a tool that helps us develop ourselves to our best possible potential. And through observation, it should also make us aware of where our talents lie. So discipline should also be coupled with determination and discernment. For example, we might enjoy singing, but not have perfect pitch. So with practice, we might be able to accompany a lead singer that does have perfect pitch. Or instead, we might follow a musical path that leads us to instrumentation. In the martial arts, not everybody has a naturally limber body. But with practice, you can develop it. But on the other hand, you might have a body that is naturally strong, and you would be better off perfecting your strong points and working around your weak points. Finding enjoyment in what you do makes discipline easier. So in truth, there is no secrets to discipline. It's just doing the hard things until they become easy. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by joining me on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash randlaw with no space between the rand and the law. Coming up next, the Royal Court discusses the guide to ultimate knowledge. On an evening class, after a particularly hot and tiring workout, I made my way to the bathroom where I turned on the water faucet and let it run until it was cool. Splashing my face several times and then cupping my hands to get a drink of water, I felt somewhat revived. While walking back out onto the dojo floor, I noticed that Sensei was in the office on the phone and the royal court were sitting about with their backs against the wall while practicing a relaxed butterfly stretch. While some members of the royal court were actively stretching, pressing down on their knees with their elbows, others were just bouncing their knees gently and some had already succumbed to taking an easier cross-leg sitting position. Bowing back in, I made my way over to their position to hear what they were discussing. I never knew what to expect from them, but I always enjoy their camaraderie. Frankly, I was actually expecting them to be talking about the cute new brown belt who had just moved into town and had been looking for a new dojo practice in. I sat down on the outer edge of the next to Earl, who was flopping his knees down on the mat without any difficulty. I envied his ability to assume this position without effort. It had been honed, he told me, by years of playing video games while sitting on the living room floor, where I had wasted my time performing a thousand kicks per leg a day for years on end. But on the other hand, I had strong thumbs. While Earl had a sensitivity to thumb locks due to video game tendinitis in his thumbs. 
I tried not to groan as I assumed the position. Conrad was speaking as I sat down, and he was quoting something that Sensei had said. Everyone seemingly agreed to the premise that self-knowledge was the ultimate knowledge, but the debate was how to develop self-knowledge. Sensei's always talking about the power of the tongue, and I think what he means by that is we should be practicing positive self-affirmations, concluded Conrad. And then, almost immediately, Duke interjected. That stuff doesn't work at all. I've been saying I was going to win the lottery for ages now, and I've still not gotten one dollar out of it. Earl chuckled, and then he explained that claiming to win the lottery was not going to be a self-affirmation. Self-affirmations are things that you say to yourself so that you will remember to act and behave properly. While claiming that you're going to win the lottery, I think you're trying to develop psychokinesis, or at least clairvoyance. And neither of those two will work unless you also buy a lottery ticket. But to do that, you have to be a little less of a tightwad and purchase a ticket. You always complain about not winning, but not once have I ever seen you open up the billfold long enough to pull a couple of George Washingtons out of it. Duke countered with, Well, it's more likely to get hit by lightning than it is to win the lottery. Whereas Baron interjected, Yes, but if you stood out on the roof holding a fork, that would increase your chances of getting hit by lightning. So you're telling me that a couple of dollars on a lottery ticket is going to be like holding a fork out on the roof during a lightning storm? No, said Baron. I was just making a suggestion. Nothing to do with the lottery at all. Now hold on a second before you guys start getting off a topic. We're supposed to be talking about self-empowerment here, not getting zingers, said Conrad, reasserting his authority over the members of the royal court. That's right, said Baron, knowing others through the knowledge of the self. It was very good of you, Conrad, to be able to see the direction they were going. Thank you, said Conrad graciously. Actually, I have been working on picking up body language and also looking for clues in my handwriting. That was something that Sensei had showed me where the height, the depth, and angles of the letters that we wrote reflected our own personal viewpoints on how we perceive ourselves. That's really cool, said Earl. Guess that goes along with the old samurai maxim that it's always darkest beneath the candlestick. You're not making candles again, are you? asked Duke, giving Earl the eye. I'm not going to buy another one. Those things stink. Hey, they smell good. All of the candles I make smell good. And if I remember correctly, you bought the pine forest. Tell me how that stinks. Well, for one thing, it smells like the woods on fire, said Duke. You guys are getting off the topic again, said Baron. I'm genuinely interested in developing these skills. Then maybe you should start practicing not only sitting meditation, but walking meditation in conjunction with one-point mindfulness, said Conrad. How am I supposed to remember to do all that? Baron asked. It was at this point I spoke up and put in my two cents worth. Hear and forget, see and remember, do and know. You see, explained Duke, that is how you gain self-knowledge. It's through meditation. And the ultimate meditation is, Earl cut him off as he called out to Sensei who had just left the office turning off the lights. Sensei, what's the best meditation? And Sensei replied, Oh, that's simple. Sleeping, he said, as he encouraged us all to go home. Outside in the parking lot, 
we began a second debate, speculating as to if Sensei meant dreaming meditation when he said sleeping. But that's a discussion for another time. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so by following the links provided by anchor.fm. If you want to really go over the top with your support, you can also go to my website and follow the link to Kindle Books on Amazon.com. I encourage everyone to seek out martial art instruction. It has been the source and foundation to everything I do. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushikimpo. Until next time, this is Rain Law reminding you to follow your dreams.